Hello, beautiful friends. Welcome to the third episode of my podcast, Open Book, starring Lizzie B and her diary. I originally recorded this, but felt like I could do a better job. This is going to be a more serious podcast, so if you are not interested in hearing about uh, my anger (laughs) or interested in hearing about my perspective of racism and how unjust prison systems are, you can go ahead and skip this episode. Even though this is an episode that I feel fear when talking about, I think it's really, really important to at least bring light to these issues so that hopefully I can help destigmatize talking about this because I think that is part of the problem why it's perpetuated because people are too afraid to talk about it I think I mean at least for me I want I want the education and I want to ask these questions but I feel that the fear in triggering other people is sometimes greater even though I think that it's important to have the awareness so I'm gonna share about my experience as a white person in America, learning about prison systems and this this really it, I still will be reading from my from my journal entry, but this is kind of setting the stage and just a forewarning, I am doing my absolute best. I'm not shying away from talking about this topic because it is an important part of my journey, is an important part of kind of the falling out of me and my father as well, and I'm not going to claim that I'm perfect. I abandoned perfection a, a little while ago, so please be patient with me in me trying to figure uh trying to talk about these things because it does it does instill a bit of fear in me to even mention and you know I'm literally reading from my personal diary you know nothing not many things uh when it comes to speaking my truth scare me but in this episode it, it's definitely offering a different challenge because I want to do I want to be of service for all people and be a voice for for those those people and I hope that I'm able to do that but please you know I'm not going to be perfect I'm not claiming that I know everything I know that there's so much room for improvement so if there's anything that I say that you could enlighten me on please feel free to you can message me on instagram or comment down below on the youtube video so for those of you who don't know there is a video version on my youtube channel called lizzie and my channel is called lizzie beloved l-i-z-z-i-e-b-e-e-l-o-v-e-d so you can feel free to comment below and for those of you listening on the youtubes the podcast audio version is on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. But 
please feel free to enlighten me. I'm going to do my absolute best. I'm not claiming to know everything. I'm not claiming to know the perfect things to say. I just feel that opening this door to have this topic or discuss this topic and, you know, educate, like, I, I kind of am opening the door to learn. I'm going to share about my experience and then please, please, if anybody feels called, uh, I would really appreciate it if anybody would kind of correct me and if I'm using improper terms, please, please feel free to correct me and, uh, I am totally open to learning about new things and yeah, just want to reiterate that I am very aware of my ignorance, but I think that ignorance kind of stems from just being too afraid to even mention this topic because I have, uh, I've learned about what I'm going to talk about in school but haven't really had the courage to talk to my friends as much about it because I'm just afraid of saying the wrong thing. And I feel like that is kind of, that could be a a relatable thing. Uh, And I want, yeah, I want to destigmatize even talking about it because the more awareness, the more that humans can understand, the more humans can see other people as other humans. And, you know, the more awareness, the more love, the more peace we can have in this world. So that is my intentions with sharing and opening this topic up for conversation. I'm not perfect. Uh, and I don't think I don't think perfection is possible, but I'm going to do my absolute best. Okay. So I'm going to start off with this entry. I wanted to show you my diary first, which this is what it looks like if you're watching the video version. It's just uh, this notepad that we would use as accountants. <laughs> I um, didn't invest in myself, invest in my own diary uh, yet. <laughs> okay. I also wanted to share uh, about some of the new... Well, I guess it's only a couple of new things on my set is uh, this beautiful picture. If you're watching the video version, I have this beautiful picture of myself. I believe I was three or four. And this is my favorite picture of myself. I wanted to bring little Lizzie to the stage because she's such an important part of the journey. I feel like I'm genuinely living uh, in tandem with my previous self. Always. I'm always... Uh, checking in on my inner child and you know checking in making sure that she's she's happy Uh, and this is this is my inner child also look at my earrings there's little bees in there it's like so fucking cool there's so much foreshadowing with bees Um, I also have another bee over here it's like this little crochet bee. Oops. Okay. Okay, getting back to it. I'm going to read from my diary. This one is the following entry from, from after the first entry that I talked about. 
and it's from Monday, April 26th, 2021. One second. Okay. All right. All right. My first entry in my journal. I woke up today, first day back from vacation, not feeling well. I called out sick and am somewhat beginning my day with How to Do the Work. So, How to Do the Work is an incredible book. If anybody is interested in uh, kind of healing, yeah, healing from their past and being introspective and just having more awareness of why they are the way they are and how important history can really impact how you experience life. Uh, how to Do the Work by Dr. Nicola Perra is this amazing book that has given me a lot of awareness and helps me understand myself so that I'm really able to understand other people as well. So that's an amazing book and this book also offers a ton of journal prompts. So that's mostly what this entry is going to be is me responding to this to these journal prompts. Setting intentions and goals. After my past week slash vacation, I've realized how much I appreciated, I appreciate or learned to appreciate the outside and nature. My goal is to go outside each day to enjoy and clear my head. My intentions are to be a better person for myself, my family, my future children, and everyone around me. I, uh, this was, yeah, shortly after I consumed the mushrooms and I was very determined to be the best version of myself that I could be because, uh, I suppose the mushrooms opened my eyes to a way of life and a way of being that I didn't really know was possible. And that I can, I can, I can do it, you know? I currently am a bookkeeper, which is a steady job, but realize it's not what I want to be doing. I want to make a change and help others, specifically women, heal. I'm very excited for my new journey with Haley. I think she's really going to help me, teach me how to heal so I can help others heal. I want to be the best version of myself. So, you'll see... Haley, if you continue on this podcast journey with me, I also have these entries available. I have a lot more entries available to read on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Lizzie B Diaries. And Haley is someone that I met super serendipitously. I mentioned it in the first podcast, but I'm going to share a bit more about the story. And Haley is this person that I met So Cameron came home early one day from work and noticed that there was a yard sale about a quarter mile away from our house. And I love a yard sale. I love furniture. I love cheap furniture, free furniture. I just, it's just one of my things. And we decide to go over there and I meet the boyfriend and then I meet Haley. And Haley is this person I've never met. I've never met anybody like her. She's speaking directly to my soul. And I end up seeing her the day after to pick up this piece of furniture. And she invites me 
to her bonfire that night. And another little thing is that I was actually looking for the mushrooms around this time. I was looking for them. I didn't know anybody who had them, but I looked at Haley's profile and I could see mushroom emojis on her Instagram profile. So I was like, there's only, this only means one thing, you know? And, uh, sure as shit, I end up going to that bonfire and she ends up introducing me to this woman named Amanda, who is incredible, who introduced me to the mushrooms. And it was just such an amazing night. And really, after that night, I decided that I wanted to start working with Haley and uh, in a way kind of working with Amanda too. So it was really, I mean, it's just like the most mundane things. The most mundane things uh, can absolutely change your life. And just stopping at this yard sale, which sounds so funny, uh, definitely did change my life. Alright. Chapter 2. Prompt today. I am practicing journaling, being in the moment, being present for myself. I am grateful for my friends and family, my health. Though I don't feel super great today because I was sick at that moment. My house and the earth. Today I'm going to have a great day regardless of my ailments. I'm going to try to use this valuable time to be more introspective. Working on myself. Sorry. Uh, I mean, not sorry. I try not to say sorry. I say, I yeah, I, I don't apologize for things that I'm not really sorry for. <laughs> uh, so that That's like a whole other thing, is like apologizing. I would apologize for everything, and now I'm, I'm unlearning how not apologizing, which is actually uh, something that I learned at that bonfire. So if anybody is someone that finds themselves apologizing a lot, you can always say, I'm sexy instead. And catch yourself but uh yeah i i don't apologize for just being who i am because why would i have to no one has to do that all right i'm going to try to use this valuable time to be more introspective working on myself be a better version of the person i was yesterday that's that's a good point there's um comparing yourself not to other people but to the people person you were yesterday Changes in this area allow me to feel thankful, happy, and appreciative to be the person to the, be the best person I can be, to be a solid support system for myself, friends, and family, also allowing me to feel more optimistic, present, and focused on what is important. Today I am practicing being thankful, present, and conscious to avoid the subconscious, being present in my body and not dissociating myself, and being distracted by minute things but also giving myself time to unwind. All right, here comes the prompts. Chapter three, this may be the most important chapter of questions. So this is a prompt for people who have a parent that denies your reality. Um, so I felt that this, this applied to me, so I was, I'm gonna talk about it. In childhood, which it really wasn't childhood. It could have been around when I was like 21. 
<laughs> so <clears throat> I didn't really rebel when I was a teenager like most teenagers do. At least with my father, I didn't rebel until I was like in my 20s and I I don't even I don't even know what rebellion even means. It's like I was just finally able to be my own person when I started going into my 20s and that's when I was more quote-unquote rebellious because I had my own opinions and here we go with that so my father picked an argument in Maine to set the stage and actually uh if anybody has been curious about my sleeve This is perspective, my perspective of from Maine, and it it overlooks Mount Katahdin. And my grampy had this amazing island with a cabin on on um Lake something, and Millinocket, and it it was so beautiful. It was like the first time that I was really exposed to nature and that like I could not escape it because it's literally on this island but also wanted to emphasize how uncomfortable it is to have this huge ginormous argument Um, that's what I'll be describing with my father on this island that I just could not escape so we were talking about Black Lives Matter and how racism is instilled in our society disproportionate people who are imprisoned and he completely denied this reality of course this is just another symptom of being the victim i felt frustrated with his ignorance did all those did all of those who are like him and or feel similarly about america i don't know what that that could have been a typo the issue is everyone's ego is preventing them to see problems that don't involve themselves There is zero empathy and sympathy. So, I wanted to talk more about this. And that I was in, I was going to college and I took this class called Juvenile Delinquency. It was a sociology class. And it was more so about young people under the age of 18 being incarcerated and treated as adults um and how originally juvenile juvie and prison they really were started because they they were meant to be more so rehabilitation centers at least this is uh this is what i have come to learn you know i honestly i'll just say this i don't know anything uh the more i learn the more i know that i don't know anything and This is just from uh, the awareness that Lizzie has right now. Like, that is the truth. And the awareness that even Lizzie has is ignorant, too. And uh, when I say I felt frustrated with his ignorance, I am starting to have more sympathy for people who are ignorant because it's like, It's like punishing a child for not knowing something when they were never taught. You know what I mean? And I think bringing awareness and decreasing that ignorance is is about talking about it. So that's that's my intention about talking about this today. But I was in 
this class called juvenile delinquency and the very first thing that we did in that class was everybody wrote down whether they did something illegal or not whether they could be arrested and in prison for something that they did in my class is uh mostly white kids and everybody and then the teacher's like okay everybody raise your hand if you've done something that you could go to prison for and everyone raised their hand including me and when I say disproportionate numbers of people in prison I mean black and indigenous people of color there are I mean in America in general I'd say the population is the general population is mostly white however in prison the population is not proportionate to the general population in America even though white people commit crimes as well like everybody commits crimes that's that's the thing but it's not proportionately represented in prisons for some reason it's mostly black and indigenous people of color and um yeah i as as a white person i can see i can see that i can see the unfairness and you know could even see the fear and the racism in my own family um for example and it's crazy the hypocrisy but for my father when i was growing up he would tell me that if you bring home a black man i will kill him and i will kill you and he said that multiple times to me and you know it didn't instill instill maybe subconsciously it instilled fear in me but it was mostly fear of putting anybody in danger of being in that situation with my father because he is so fucking terrifying you know he has bragged about being in fights and winning these fights and uh would never ever ever want to put someone in a position like that and ironically he's married to a woman who is mexican and has two half mexican babies uh so like i was trying to kind of talk about black lives matter to my my dad and my grandfather my grandfather also uh has had his own personal experience with black and indigenous people of color and decide to operate from that history because he he wasn't really hanging out with uh he was hanging out with people who were also doing illegal things um and I was just trying to bring awareness and shine a light on this topic, but it really, really spiraled out of control on this, uh, on the island. And I think, honestly, it wasn't even about racism. I think it was about my father. He couldn't understand or begin to understand how he has privilege because he... I find that he can act as a victim because he had a really challenging childhood, which I, I, I absolutely do not deny. He did have a, a challenging childhood. 
But I also don't deny that other people have experiences that we cannot possibly understand. And he doesn't have to worry about being pulled over by the police. You know what I mean? And it was really frustrating because I was just trying to enlighten him on this topic. And then it, it absolutely blew and spiraled out of control. And it was, it was terrifying. And probably is another reason why I'm afraid to talk about it. Because the last time I've talked about it openly was to my father and my grandfather. And it ended up being this huge, huge blowout. But I, I still, I, I am still so proud of myself that I had the courage to speak my truth and speak my mind, even though it triggered other people. And please, if I said anything, I, all I want to do is uh, bring awareness and open the conversation. So if I said anything that I could improve on, I am always open to learning, and I want to be a voice. I want to use my uh, privilege to help bring awareness to this issue and that not everybody has the same privileges as everybody else. And uh, this, this Cameron was telling me about, about uh, and I, I don't have firsthand experience, I've only heard of this, is having the talk uh, black and indigenous people of color and their families having this talk about what to do when they get pulled over so they don't get shot. And as a white person, I've never had to have that conversation before. I've never had to worry about that before. And it fucking sucks that anybody has to worry about that. And I'm sorry if, if, you know, just sucks that anybody has to worry about that and it should not be that way and if it takes talking about it and pushing through my fear to talk about it and actually bring this stuff to people's awareness that's what I'm absolutely gonna do another part of my motivation for talking about this is I am very passionate about freedom I think Freedom is imperative and all humans feeling safe is very imperative. Whether And that includes all humans having water to drink, food to eat, a shelter over their heads, and agency over their body. And the way that prison systems are now, they're not about rehabilitation. I would say that the recidivism rate, which is the rate that people go back because they can't they can't live in the real world anymore because it's like all they know and because this place originally designed for rehabilitation is not that anymore. The recidivism rate is insane. Also the concept of private prisons is insane because those people, these corporations, get paid for imprisoning people. Whether it's rightfully so, which I'd say most of the time it's not. I think being punished for making a mistake, you know, 
I think equal punishment would be just pay, paying one time for a mistake. And all humans make a mistake. I have done things that I could end up there, you know? And, I mean, there are just so many cases where people deserve a chance but are just written off because they made a mistake in their life. And their freedom is gone. And the disproportionate numbers in prison is insane. Because if people were truly, and it was fairly, people were fairly arrested and imprisoned, sentences would be the same whether you are a white person or not. Punishments would be the same. The numbers would be proportionate because white people commit crimes too. But... Because there is this innate fear in our society. And I also believe that that's perpetuated by society's glorification of money. Because I feel like people do benefit from from racism. But it's it's like, where is where is the integrity? You know, where is the integrity of these like private prisons and people who make these decisions like there's people have so much power that they don't even understand and money money can just get in the way of people's integrity and their human and empathy and it it just it's not fair and I usually don't say that word I usually don't say unfair because I think everything happens for a reason, and I still believe that, but in this case, I think that it is justified to say that it's just not fair, and people are being treated equally just because of the situation they were born into, which they have absolutely nothing and no control over. It's, it's crazy. <sighs> um... So I'm going to kind of skip around because that was that was the main point was that I was on this island talking to these two old white guys about Black Lives Matter and them not having any ounce of sympathy or empathy and especially my dad just kind of making it about him which again you know I don't want he's not a bad person my dad's not a bad person he's just there's a lot of things that are just not in his awareness and that's just about like I for example I uh went to college and I I took that course if I didn't take that course a lot of those things would not be in my awareness uh but but goes to show like there's there's just so much room to learn and it doesn't other people's other people's challenges does not negate your challenges it doesn't negate my challenges that I've experienced but I'm also not going to say that your feelings and your experiences are invalid because mine are, you know, everybody's experiences are valid. 
but I think sharing these stories is important. And also not to not to mention that my father, uh, half of his family, you know, on on his mother's side, they're half black, and these patterns, these patterns, I know that I know that they can be generational. And if I didn't have the awareness, who knows? Who knows? But that's what I'm like talking about. It is just so important and bring bring to light these things I honestly I don't know if I want to keep going uh I will I will talk briefly about uh some of my things I'll I'm gonna return back to my journal entry and reading from my journal entry, so I'll be moving on to the next topic. But I hope that uh, the words that I said, I hope that they uh, reflect my intentions in, in that I just want to bring awareness so that people are understand and can have empathy for situations and experiences that they could not possibly understand. And hopefully make this place a more peaceful, loving place for all humans. And, yeah, be a voice for those because it's something that I am passionate about. And if anybody wants to educate me even more and have this conversation, open up this topic in the comments, I would absolutely love that. Because the more awareness, the more education we can give to others the more there is that room for empathy and understanding for all humans and the ability to love because ultimately uh ultimately that's just where I'm coming from is just a place of love I just love all humans I don't care what you look like I don't care where you came from I don't care what you've done uh the love is unconditional for all humans and honestly is because I love myself and even though I am ignorant there are so many things that I don't know and may not be able to experience myself but it doesn't mean I'm a bad person because I don't understand it just means that I don't know yet and I hope that me sharing this perspective may give people empathy for people who just don't get it yet. And that's like the key word is yet, you know? There's always room for learning and growth and I'm I'm very open to that for sure. And I hope that I was able to per, uh convey my message clearer than the first time I recorded this cuz it was definitely uh didn't feel didn't feel right and I felt like it would be a good opportunity to redo it even though talking about this topic does bring fear I think the purpose and the principle is much stronger than the fear and love is always stronger than fear all right so I'm actually going to briefly talk about the rest of my entry 
I'm going to kind of skip over and sum it up in a way because I think the journal entries are, are really important. And the prompts, this prompt is still a parent who denies your reality. Having a parent who denies your reality. And uh, part of my entry, part of my response is that when I was in when I was a junior in high school, I went prom dress, prom dress shopping with my mom, and I bought this beautiful dress, and it was had these big flowers on it, and it was super unique, and it was like, it was my hippie dream. I don't know if I really had that dream yet, but definitely that dream is is in me, and. I sent a picture to my dad and my stepmom to show them because I was so excited and they never responded until I got in the car with them. They came two and a half hours away to pick me up in Connecticut and then we drove two and a half hours back and the first thing that I mentioned in the car is that, oh, like, hey, did you guys see my prom dress? And they said, I kind of wrote it down. They said that they stated plainly that they didn't like it and that I would regret my choice in the future. And I was so sad. I was crying in the back seat. I was so disheartened because it was something I was so excited about and so excited to share. And I thought that they would be happy for me and they were just kind of shitting all over it. And I took it very personally and it was really sad for me. That they wouldn't want to celebrate it with me, you know? Uh, Which gives me an interesting perspective. It's like, is it... It's not like I'm going to... It's not like I can go back and I'm going to get another dress because they said that they didn't like it, you know? I mean, whatever my... Whatever my kid, I feel like... Not that I'm a parent. Full disclosure, I'm not a parent. So I, I can't fully understand. But... If I had a child and they wanted to wear a freaking garbage bag to prom, I would be like, if, if you fucking feel beautiful in it, then that's fucking awesome. So that was kind of shitty uh, that they kind of did that. Uh, I just I just feel feel for her, feel for that 11th grader, that junior in the in the backseat of the car crying. Um, okay, so another prompt is having a parent who does not hear or see you. So with my dad, I played softball for four years and he forced me to play. He was like, it's really good for college applications. I really want you to play. And I did. I played for four years. I really didn't like it. I really wasn't meant for it. I was sitting on the bench my senior year. And my dad, he didn't come to a single game or practice. He didn't come once to support me at all, even though it was his idea in the first place and I didn't want to. So that was kind of shitty. And I would make excuses for him too, uh, probably just to help myself feel better. But yeah, that was kind of shitty. And then a way that my mom did not hear or see me, this was part of it, was that she would always be kind of telling me, get a job, get a job, when I was in high school. 
and my first year of college because I was still living with her for a little bit. And I worked so super hard in the summers. I worked two to three jobs in the summer so that I wouldn't have to work during the school year so that I could focus solely on school and getting good grades because that was really important to me. And I would even, I applied to like 20 different places online and no one called me back. And it's like, not only am I not getting a call back, but my mom is, it's like every time I'm, I've talked to her, she's asking me about getting this job. And it's like, oh, like I have enough money. It's not a matter of not having enough money because at that point she was really borrowing money from me. I think it was about her and my, uh, and my aunt, honestly, I think they were just talking about it and just working each other up like yeah this girl needs a job and it's like I really don't need a job I actually have all the money that I need and (laughs) you're the one borrowing money from me you know but ultimately that spiraled and that was a straw that broke the camel's back and I actually moved out after that because I was so sick of hearing about how I needed this job that I didn't need and uh got my own place and honestly is is amazing I'm glad that she was badgering me about it because I otherwise I wouldn't have left even though we were living in a one-bedroom apartment and literally only one bedroom and a living room and my mom worked full-time in school or worked full-time at home so she would literally work in my my bedroom and then she would sleep in the living room and it was, it was just so tight. I don't even know how we did it for, like, any amount of time. It was, it was a challenge. But that's basically my entry in a nutshell. Uh, I wanted to talk about that. I feel like I've really hammered down why I wanted to talk about that. And I, I also want to reiterate, it was fearful of, I felt fearful talking about this topic. Just because, uh... At least previous Lizzie was too afraid to even to even ask questions, too afraid to say anything about it because she was afraid that she would be judged for not knowing and not saying the quote-unquote right things or the perfect things. But I think saying anything and just doing my best is better than keeping it to myself and allowing the fear to kind of take over. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm gonna shamelessly plug some things now. So, if anybody is interested in reading more of these entries, reading more of my private personal diary entries, I have over 50 available on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Diaries. I also am stepping into my role as a confidence coach. For those of you who don't know, I empower women to reclaim their power (laughs) and break free from societal expectations, societal pressure, and live the life of their dreams, live a life that they were born to live, and be who they are unapologetically. And on 11-11, I will be enrolling, I will be 
starting enrolling 10 beautiful ladies into my program called free to be butterfly school where we will be going through all the stages of being a butterfly and having and learning all of the tools and practices that it takes to release themselves from societal pressure not care about what other people think live life for them be able to communicate and establish healthy boundaries so that they can have amazing relationships be free to be who they are and have the confidence to shine their light and just live the freest life that they possibly can and live the life of their dreams because there's only one life at least as far as we know and my goal has been living a life that I will never regret and I hope that I am able to inspire other other women too to live a life they'll never regret either and keep an eye on that my if you want to keep following me I post most regularly on Instagram which is the same as my YouTube handle which is Lizzie B loved and which is spelled L-I-Z-Z-I-E-B-E-E loved and I think that's about that's about all I have for so far but uh thank you so much for listening thank you so much for having patience and understanding uh for me while I was trying to navigate this episode it's been kind of a challenge but I'm grateful that I didn't let the fear take over and that I decided to redo this because I think everybody has a shot at redemption you know and I know that I can do better and I want to and I hope that this is a good first step but thank you for listening I hope each and every one of you have a wonderful day I love you all so much and I will see you next week a new episode of Open Book starring Lizzie B and her diary will be available each and every Friday audio versions are available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and the video version, if you want to see my face, is on my YouTube channel. Alrighty, see you next week.